lyrics of the lost. And welcome back for episode 25 with your hosts, Dave, surname withdrawn. And Peter Davis. Yes, that's me. Thanks, Mr. Tony Martin there, introducing me, a personal hero of mine and comedy legend. Very nice. Sorry, Dave. um, Can I get a celebrity to introduce you next time? A hero of mine. Um, James L. Jones. Is he alive? James, I think. I don't know if he's very, very much online. It might be hard to get in touch with him, but... Uh, Okay. I'll see what I can do. He's probably on Cameo. Everyone else is. All right. Well, we're already on our way now. And episode 25 is this. Kiss from a Rose on the Green. Kiss from a Rose by Seal, 1994. And that's his real name too, I was surprised to see. His full name, Seal Henry Olizgun Olimide Adiola Samuel. I bet that's exactly how his parents pronounced it too. Of course it is. Yes, you you would say it exactly the same way too, wouldn't you? Yeah. I would have avoided saying it altogether. Yes. (laughs) Well, maybe I should put you on the spot then. Do you want to have a go? You probably haven't got it written down. I haven't got it written down, no. (laughs) Oh, how convenient. (laughs) Okay, well, anyway, this song written by Seal himself, but actually seven years earlier in 1987. And it uh, didn't even make it onto his debut album in 1991. Uh, Seal is said to have been embarrassed by it and hid it away until 1994, when it seems Seal was checking down the back of his couch, uh, looking for ideas to show his producer uh, for the second album. And it seems Trevor Horn, the producer, then sort of championed it and reworked it to, to make it the hit that it became. Yeah, so I think he, he didn't even want to, well, he wasn't even thinking of giving it to the producer then. I think it was his friend who told Trevor Horn about it. Yeah, the, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The words that Seal used were he threw it in the corner mm. about the song, yes. And maybe later it fell down behind the back of the couch. Probably. You know, while he, while he was trying to vacuum, he probably would have tossed it again over the other side of the room. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Or else he moved the couch. Yeah, or, or the cat picked it up and uh, just, Played with it for a bit and dropped it somewhere. Oh, yeah. 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 Always happening. So what do the lyrics mean? Well, Well. we're not... (laughs) Well, boys and girls, (laughs) uh, we're not going to get any help from Seal himself, who uh, last wrote online, I have avoided explaining these lyrics for over 25 years. I am not going to start doing it now. Yeah, he's he's refused to explain it on more than one occasion. There's... uh... Another thing I found where he said, I think it's the general vibe of what I'm saying that's important. <laughs> Does this mean he's actually still embarrassed by it and he doesn't want to talk about it? <laughs> Possibly, yeah. He said, it's the perception of what I'm saying rather than what I'm actually saying that is the key. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and apparently he didn't uh, even print the lyrics on the, uh, the, you know, the CD sleeve or anything. Mm. No, no, and my, my interpretation of that, Stuff that he printed on the he, he printed that little explanation on the CD sleeve, and if you kind of paraphrase oh. it, it's uh, well, I know it doesn't make any sense, and uh, <laughs> I don't know what it's about either. So, go for your life. Yeah. Okay. And so we shall. Yes. And straight up, uh, I have to confess again uh, to a misheard lyric. 
because uh, I always thought it was a kiss from a rose on the grave. Um, the grave uh, being uh, of something that's died, like a relationship where maybe Seal got dumped and the memory of that girlfriend is bittersweet. Happy, but sad. A rose, but it's on a grave. And uh, I think that's really great imagery and uh, beautiful writing that uh, Seal almost wrote there. Um, I'm glad to see a lot of people online thought like me that it was grave and um, yeah, not just the colour grey or lack of colour grey. Um, yes, I, I, I was exactly the same. Okay. But uh, no, it's a kiss from a rose on the grey. Um, and what is the grey? Well, this being 1987, it's not going to be the Liam Neeson thriller called The Grey in that 2011 movie. Uh, the Grey was the lead wolf in a, in a wolf pack that was hunting air crash survivors. Awesome movie. But no. And weirdly, when you Google The Grey, because I did exactly that, oh. because I too had no idea what he was talking about. Hmm. And that movie, which I'd, I'd never heard of before, Mm. Is pretty much the only thing that comes up when you Google the Grey. Yeah, well, yeah, it is a good movie. It's it's uh, well, it's maybe a guilty pleasure, but it, I, I think it was um, very effective. Uh, you haven't seen it? No. Is uh, Liam Neeson playing an an ordinary man in an extraordinary situation? Well, not entirely, because he is kind uh, of a like a a hunter. Um, uh okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was a hunter or some sort of security personnel. I read um, he was like an oil rig worker or something. Was yeah, he... at, at an oil yeah. rig, yeah. But yeah. he was in yeah. charge of like shooting polar bears and things, uh, like uh, some, yeah, Arctic uh, thing. Um, yeah. Well, semi-Arctic. Yeah. yeah. But no, I recommend it. Uh, worth a look. Worth a look. Okay. And uh, yeah, you got to see right to the end of the credits too because there's a it, cheeky bit at the end. Uh, is Seal there? Uh, no, the grey is there. Right. With a rose on it? Uh, not that I noticed. Okay. But, you know, it could be some blood. Opportunity lost. Yeah. Yeah. You've just reminded me of Terminator 2. You remember how uh, Guns N' Roses um, did some music for Terminator 2, and uh, then they were, you know, looking for some vision from the movie to put with the with the song. And sure enough, by pure coincidence, um, there's a scene early on where uh, the Terminator uh, pulls a big shotgun out of a box of roses. So guns and roses. Were ah, right well, there you go. Well, this song was in a movie too. It was in... A couple. Yeah. Well, I think it was mostly known for being in one of the Batman movies. I think the one with Val Kilmer in it. That's right. Yes. yes. I was surprised. I thought this song must be from a Hugh Grant, Richard Curtis romantic comedy. Uh, and then I saw the video and thought, oh, there's all these shots of Batman in it. <laughs> this well, is not what I expected. No. And I mean, there's there are two videos for the song. I was going to mention this later, but there, there yeah. there's one video where he's, I think he's like a fashion photographer. Oh. And he's taking pictures of this woman and they're whatever, doing whatever. He's got his shirt half off like he normally does. And then... I assume he made some kind of inappropriate suggestion to her at some point because then at the end of the song, she's trying to get away from him. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's not and, good. No. And then there's the the Batman one where... Yeah, that's the only one I've seen. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, yeah. You've actually got to search quite hard on YouTube to find the other one. Hmm. But um, Yeah, the one with Batman is noted to be the official video, but uh, uh, 
Maybe they just put official in the title because anyone, you can put anything in the title really. Well, maybe they're just embarrassed about the one where he's a photographer who made an inappropriate suggestion to a young woman. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. that is problematic. But um, yeah, the whole Batman one's not very interesting either. He's like, apart from the clips from the Batman movie, which um, is is no great thing. Um, the they also have him in a sort of black vinyl coat, uh, but bare chested, and uh, he's basically lip syncing the song. Uh, next to a big blue floodlight, which is the bat signal floodlight, um, and he's being buffeted by a wind machine. Uh, so it's it's a very basic uh, clip. So yeah, and the, the the bits from the movie really didn't relate to anything in the song at all. It was no, there's <laughs> some action sequences and yep. Nicole Kidman, and then yeah, Nicole Kidman is Doctor Chase Meridian, the psychiatrist or something. Yeah. Well, we can't look to either of those videos, I don't think, for uh, any clues to what this song is about. No, no. Yeah. And, and we can't look to the Liam Neeson one either. I don't think we can look to this song for any clues about what this song is about either. But. <laughs> no, but at least um, as to the grey, uh, Seal helpfully explains in the first line, there used to be a grey in tower alone on the sea. A grey in tower alone on the sea. So, uh, yeah, we've got a lone tower on the sea and uh, it's going a bit grey. And structures that are greying, uh, that would infer that it started out as white. So uh, a formerly white tower on the sea could only be a lighthouse, really. And perhaps the lighthouse is abandoned or, or they would probably have to repaint it uh, for, for good visibility, which, um, which is pretty important in a lighthouse. Mm, well, I, I thought that first line was... It was actually a pretty good start. I mean, it's very evocative. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the graying tower alone on the sea. It's there's a lot of potential there for further exploration mm. that I was looking for later in the song. You know, mm. got these images of a lonely, like you said, lighthouse out on a rock in the middle of the sea in a storm. Mm. It's old, as you say, maybe abandoned, decaying. Yeah. It speaks to coldness, age, solitude, sadness. Yeah. It even occurred to me this morning that. It, Reminds me of Darth Vader alone in his grey castle of evil, surrounded by a sea of lava. <gasps> yes, yes. I, yes. I, I thought of that as well. Ah. I'll have to come back to that. Okay. Because we'll, we'll come up to that lyric in a second. But, yeah, I, I was I was intrigued yeah. to find out where this image was going to take us later in the song. Yeah. It's actually the very next line, uh, and you became... The light on the dark side of me. The light on the dark side of me. Ah, yes. So that made me think, um, you know, reference to Star Wars, Luke was a light to the dark side of his father who, uh, spoiler alert, was Darth Vader. <gasps> I'm, yep, sorry. You, you had to know by now. Ah, uh, sorry. Anyway, Darth was on the dark side of the Force, but Luke was on the light side and eventually brought him out of the dark side. And uh, Seal might see himself metaphorically as, as a bit of a Darth Vader, yeah. not having much luck with, with the ladies. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Green Tower alone on the sea. Yeah, no, Darth Vader had a black castle on the edge of a lava river. But uh. but as a slightly cheerier getaway, holiday home type of thing, Darth might have had a Green Tower on a sea, you know, where he could just chill out uh, as a holiday place and maybe celebrate. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, he could celebrate yeah. Life Day there which was the 
the holidays <laughs> celebrated in the notorious uh. Star Wars holiday special. Uh, yes, now you've reminded me of the Wookiee porn. Uh, oh, Wookiee porn? Was there? Yeah. Oh, God. Well, there's this, I think it's Chewbacca's uncle or grandfather gets fitted with some kind of headset. Oh. And he's... Virtual reality porn. Kind of, yeah. And he's watching suggestive dances and... Oh. oh, you know, I'm getting flashbacks. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I can't go on. Yeah, no, it's, it's a rabbit hole you're going down there. Oh, um, yeah. And, I, you know, I, I could say to the to the listeners, um, you know, go and check that out on YouTube, but I really can't recommend you do that. No, do not check it out. <laughs> no, it'll be even more disappointing uh, than the the prequel movies are. Yeah. Um, unless, unless you want to see, I'm pretty sure Carrie Fisher sings in it. Oh, yes, good. Um, well, you can yeah. see her singing all sorts of but she used to sing quite a lot with her mother debbie reynolds oh i suppose yeah must be video of that somewhere fair enough well if you want yeah. to see carrie fisher singing search out another video yeah. yeah but anyway we've got this graying lighthouse uh which they should repaint i don't know if they still paint them white i think sometimes they're red um you know they, they could actually start painting them in like a, a fluorescent yellow uh, or orange yeah safety colors like they've got nowadays but then, but then the lighthouse w wouldn't be allowed into some of the nicer pubs in town. You know, sorry, mate, no high-vis gear. Can't let you in, champ. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah, but anyway, we've got a, um, we've got a lighthouse uh, to start the song, and uh, I'm pretty sure about that. So, and uh, yeah, as we've already gone into, uh, you became the light on the dark side of me. So um, I take that to mean that uh, Seal is actually the lighthouse itself. Um, he's an older guy, 60 years old now, uh, going a bit grey. And uh, this is where I had to go back to that old website, celebheights.com. Oh. Yeah, remember that? We haven't used that since uh, the Billy Joel episode. Yeah, I got the feeling Seal is quite tall, am I correct? Correct, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, find out the height of any celeb you like at celebheights.com. Uh, and Seal is uh, six foot four inches, definitely a graying tower. Mm. Perhaps that's why he shaved his head. Oh, to get rid of the grey. Yeah, yeah, that's that's often a, a good way to go if you're if he's also going bald. Um, yeah, you know, nip it off before it uh, becomes too obvious and just shave your head. Don't do a comb over, which is uh, very hard for um, uh, black people to do comb overs. I think it's hard to get that hair straight. Well, but, I, uh, at one point Seal had like big long dreadlocks, so that would be a really unusual comb over. I think. Oh yeah, I suppose with a a long enough dreadlock uh, that that could work, but you could probably go around twice. That's that's a challenge for anyone out there with dreadlocks. Uh, shave a ball patch on top and see if you can plaster a dread or two over the top, and uh, send us a photo. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So uh, you know, with lighthouses, the older ones definitely had uh, like one rotating light backed with mirrors to intensify the light and. And that light would sweep across the landscape as it rotated. Uh, but the back side of the mirrors was, of course, dark. So if the light is out, then both sides are dark. But uh, she became the light on the dark side of me. So it's like they're uh, standing back to back and, and rotating. Uh, she's full of light and helping him to shine again as an old lighthouse that thought all his loves were perhaps behind him. Um, 
And if we want to look even more literally at these two people, Seal is a black English guy with African and Brazilian heritage, and the love of his life was Heidi Klum, a pasty white German supermodel. So standing back to back and, and rotating, as couples often do, they could indeed rotate uh, dark light, dark light. And now I'm, I'm not making this about race. I'm just uh, chasing down a metaphor here. So, you know, anything could be a clue. So mm. that's all I'll say about that. Um, yeah. But uh, like I said, um, when I first heard this song, I, I did assume it was a white guy. I, uh, I thought it was someone from one of those British boy bands who had maybe gone solo, like your, your Gary Barlow type person or uh, someone like that. It, it, it does sound like a song from a, a British rom-com. So I just sort of naturally, yeah, and you don't get much whiter than that, uh, the, the Richard Curtis uh, romantic comedies. That's true. Are there any black people in any Richard Curtis comedy? I'm struggling to think of one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, no. No. I was thinking for some reason is Denzel Washington in one, but no, no, he's not. Why would he be? No. <laughs> Idris Elba? No, no. <laughs> Denzel Washington as the good cop having a bad day in Love Actually. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Yeah. Next we have... Love remained. A drug that's high and not the pill. Love remained a drug that's the high and not the pill. So now, unfortunately, yeah. we've entered that sad old trope, the uh, laziest of lyric writing, comparing love to a drug. How many times we've we been here? Well, lots. That's how many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I had exactly the same thought of you, and and without even thinking about it, I came up with um, "Love Is a Drug" by Roxy Music. Clue is in the title. Ah. Huey Lewis wanted a new drug. Yes. It's like being in love. Yeah. The Weekend. Uh, he couldn't feel his face with his, when he's with some woman because she's so much like being on drugs. Ooh. Um, you've got Robert Palmer, who's addicted to it. Mm. Yeah. I put that down as one of those lines where when he wrote it, he thought that was really cool and clever <laughs> and original. Groundbreaking. Provocative. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> thought, this is such a great idea. Yeah. Love really is similar to being addicted to a drug, right? Yeah. I can't believe nobody else has used that in a song. I'm going to put that in. If Beatles used Lucy in the Sky with Diamond and yeah. stirred up some controversy, wait till they hear this. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Interestingly, though, um, Seal suggests that uh, while the high of a drug is great, uh, the pill the delivery system of that high is uh, somehow the antithesis of that, uh, which seemed odd to me. Although, you know, he might be someone who has a strong gag reflex and has trouble swallowing pills that, mm. and, and they do sometimes have that sort of nasty chalky surface that sticks in your throat. Yeah. Yeah. Often a bitter aftertaste too. Yeah. That's not nice. Uh, but, you know, I guess uh, love is also better than a drug because it doesn't require the delivery system. Like just only really needs a bit of pheromone in the air or, or perhaps some of that uh, Lynx Africa deodorant that uh, drives women wild. Uh, yeah. Drives women wild, but somehow it's always on special down the shops. <laughs> so. I think it drives teenage girls wild when worn by a teenage boy, or at least. Oh, right. Okay. I assume it does because plenty of teenage boys seem to wear it. <laughs> Yes. Um, and next we have... But did you know that when it snows... Uh, but did you know that when it snows... My eyes become alive then. 
my eyes become large and the light that you shine can't be seen and the light that you shine can't be seen mm. coming straight after the last line with love as a drug it's very tempting to see this line as being about drugs too and snow or cocaine yeah. is indeed known to make your eyes become large or more correctly the pupils dilate and eyes appear large so yeah yeah love was the drug in the previous line but now drugs are the drugs drugs are drugs yes yes <laughs> and I, I, it's it's all just very mixed isn't it i mean yeah. first of all he's a lonely gray tower I, mm. does a lonely gray tower take drugs mm. is the tower is it a tower by the sea that's a drop-off point for some drug smugglers oh that's interesting is, well yeah is he is that just like where he hides out he's like, is he a reclusive heroin addict in his tower by the sea I, it's it's just very confusing yeah well you know there is some mixed metaphors for for sure yeah and, and yeah. that's that's pretty sloppy but at the same time that is consistent with someone who is on drugs and it's affecting their lyric writing so yeah you know maybe it maybe it all works yeah but he <laughs> must have thought it's a good image because he comes back to it later where he talks about um you're like a growing addiction that I can't deny. That's not exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. He's la really laboring it. Yeah, yeah. So maybe this is just another song about love being as powerful as narcotics or it's a song about narcotics being as powerful as narcotics. I can't really tell. <laughs> yeah. It's either about narcotics and using love as the metaphor or it's yeah. about love using narcotics as a metaphor. Exactly, yeah. Plus towers for some reason. Yeah, and towers, yes. Or again, if the metaphor is Star Wars, then the snow uh, could refer to the ice planet Hoth. Oh, yes. And uh, Vader couldn't see Luke shining on the light side of the Force because of all the snow glare and maybe the lenses in his helmet weren't well polarized for snowy conditions. And, and, and that's why they all got away. They, all, they were able to escape him. Well, that's true. And, and I was, well, I did think maybe it's about seasonal allergies. Oh. Perhaps he suffers from allergies in winter and when it snows, his eyes get all puffy. And you can't see it properly. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So his eyes are running, or, or as you brought up, snow, snow blindness. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. Um, but the inf inflammation might make your eyes become swollen and large. You know, mm. if he's in his lonely grey tower by the sea, sometimes during winter it might snow. Um, yeah. Lots of UV radiation reflecting off the snow, and his eyes become sensitive to light. Oh. Um, yeah. Doesn't want to, either doesn't want to look at the light that she's shining, or mm. I don't know. Probably, probably not. Uh, you know your regular allergies. Though I would have thought uh, the middle of winter, you know, nothing much is growing or, or pollinating and flying about. So that's true. It could could be more of an irritation thing from the yeah. cold wind. Um, I, ha I had another thought yeah. that um, you know again with maybe the snow is just snow, and maybe seal yes. in the metaphor is not the lighthouse. He might instead be a lonely sea captain. Arr. And, um, Arr. and he's lost in the dark, the dark rough seas of his romantic life. And uh, the snow is now blocking the light of the girl uh, that returned to the lighthouse. And uh, Seal, the lonely sea captain, Arr, uh, was being guided by that light, but is now lost again. So, uh, or, or of course, you know, Seal could in fact be uh, an actual lost ocean seal. Arr, Arr. Oh. Uh, in the same situation, um, one that uh, learned to look for lighthouses and, and knows to navigate by them. 
and, and seals are pretty smart. So uh, we can't really discount that. No, well, no. And, and since you mentioned actual seals, I was searching for cover versions of this songs, and there's a YouTube video yes. in which this song is entirely performed by seals. Yeah, that have been auto-tuned to sort yeah. of roughly bark along to the to the tune to roughly lim- limited yeah. success. But um yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good effort. There's some there's some good bits there. I'll, I'll just play yeah. a bit here actually, yes. Yes, excellent. But you know, whether he's a seal or a, a sea captain or a lighthouse, yeah, um, it is snowing at sea level, which doesn't happen much ever, except near the poles. So it's likely I've deduced uh, that seal is uh, lost in the Barents Sea, oh, yeah. with the nearest lighthouse uh, being at the very tip of Norway, uh, where it can snow at sea level and uh, blind our lost sea captain R or Arctic seal, RR, from the guiding light of the graying tower or lighthouse, which could also be seal. Yes. Yes, getting quite confusing. Yes. So she's shining a light on the dark side of seal, the tower. Possibly seal, yes. And then seal, the sea captain and or seal Mm. is unable to see the light that he himself is shining from his tower in addition to the light that she is shining onto his dark side. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just to summarise. It's everything everywhere all at once. Yes, yes. (laughs) But um, at least, uh, you know, with the snow metaphor being snow uh, and blocking out all the light from a lighthouse and presumably at night, uh, yeah, again, your eyes do become large because... Pupils dilate this time as they are designed to in darkness uh, to to make the most of any faint light available. That's how our eyes adjust to darkness, uh, everyone. So there we go. We're learning science as 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 we listen. So, so, so then the light that you shine should be more easy to see. But not if it's blocked out by snow, you know. Oh, snow or flurries. a big mountain of snow flurries or a big mountain of cocaine. Well, yes, indeed, yes, and and maybe they, you know, she's busy shining her light, and she hasn't, you know, good enough time to clean, you know, the outside of the lighthouse, the windows yeah. uh, where snow is built up. Yeah, uh, yeah. So many possibilities. Uh, if again, if Seal is a sea captain, I was thinking that could also explain why the beginning of the song sounds a bit like a tune from a sea shanty. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Yardy dar dee dar 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 dar. Yeah, he he referred to that as the Elizabethan part, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah, like an old English sort of uh, yes. uh, Morris dancing tune. <laughs> okay, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think actually connects to the um, to the chorus a little bit. Oh yeah, we're up we're up to the chorus now. Yeah, we're up to the chorus. Yeah, where he talks about. I compare you to a kiss from a rose on the grey. I compare you to a kiss from a rose on the grey. Hmm. I, I feel like he's trying to get all Shakespearean there. Okay. You know, like, um, shall I compare thee to a summer's day? So he's oh. being all Elizabethan and Shakespearean. Yeah, I can see that, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the difference being that in, I think it's Sonnet 18, Shakespeare actually does go on to compare the subject of the poem to a summer's day. 
yeah, thou art more lively and more temperate, temperate and all that other stuff. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So you know, he says he's going to compare it to a summer's day, and he actually does that. Hmm. And I feel that's quite important. If you're going to say <laughs> that you do something, you need to follow through and actually do it, rather than just telegraphing. I compare yes. you to this, but I'm, I'm not actually going to bother giving you the detail of that. Exactly. Yep. So I don't know. Is Seal saying she's similar to a kiss from a rose? Is she better? Is she worse? Hmm. Do they do they share some characteristics? Got no idea. Raises more questions than it answers. It, it's like the whole tower analogy thing. No follow through. Hmm. I would be much happier if the chorus went something like, um, "Baby, you are strikingly similar to a kiss from a rose." <laughs> And, and then he'd list all the similarities, right? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Or, baby, much like a rose, you smell lovely, but when you kiss me, my face gets all scratched and itchy. <laughs> yeah, that's very specific. That's catchy too, I think. Multiple points. Yes. Yeah. It does also raise the question, how does a rose kiss? Mm. Which, which parts are the lips? Well, yes, yes. But I was actually wondering whether he literally meant kiss with your lips when he said kiss. Have you ever heard of the term a Glasgow kiss or a Glaswegian kiss? Oh, is that a, a headbutt? It's a headbutt to the face, usually to give you a bleeding nose. Mm, yeah. So I, is he comparing her to being smacked in the face with a rose? A, a very solid rose <laughs> that's going to give him a nosebleed. Well, yes, yes, yeah. Um, mm. And in fact, I looked up other meanings of the word rose as well to see if I could try and understand what the hell he was talking about. So according to the Urban Dictionary, a rose is a sort of a beautiful, sweet girl, like a kind of dream girlfriend. Uh-huh. So maybe he's des- describing, he's comparing her to being headbutted in the face by a lovely, sweet, beautiful young girl. <laughs> well, you know, whatever turns you on, I guess. Yeah. You'd see stars either way, maybe? Maybe, yeah, yeah. And then we've got... Ooh, the more I get of you, stranger it feels. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. Rhyming, actually. That uh, I love that. Ooh, and the more I get of you. That's very clever. That's... The more I get of you, stranger it feels. Yeah. I'm willing to bet that's right. Um, the more you kiss a rose, mm. the stranger it feels. Yeah, yeah. Probably start to feel uh, what? Why am I snogging a rose? How did this start? Yes. God, the more I do it, the stranger it feels. Yeah. And why is my face bleeding? And the more people are staring at me. Yes. Yeah. So this is a florist. It's a family florist. You'll have to leave. Yeah. And you'll have to pay for that rose. I can't sell it like that. <laughs> Get out. At least wipe it before you leave. <laughs> yes. And now we come uh, to the most troubling line for me. Uh, now that your rose is in bloom. Oh. Very worried about this line. It's a bit creepy, isn't it? Very creepy. Yeah. Sounds like a, a very prurient sort of a euphemism that might have come from Old English. Uh, like one lord uh, might say to another, Sir, I cannot consider your proposal of marriage to my youngest daughter. Her chambermaids advised me <clears throat> her uh, rose has not yet come into bloom. Ew. It is impertinent, sir. <laughs> and I wish you good day. Yeah. Someone singing to a, a girl who's only just hit puberty 
is is the meaning I take yeah, yeah. there. Yeah, I went to a kind of a Lolita kind of scenario where Seal is the humbut humbut character, mm. the a- aging, unreliable narrator yeah. obsessed with this underage girl. Mm. Maybe that fits with him being alone in his tower looking at, I don't know, <laughs> teenage girl. I don't. <laughs> He's got some kiddie porn with him, has he? <laughs> in his tower, yeah. yeah. Keep it locked it's... up in the, 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 the top, very top of your tower. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and don't turn the light on. <laughs> uh, um, but, you know, just to paint uh, the picture for people, um, with plants, uh, they open up flowers to attract uh, bees uh, and other things that can help uh, the plants to pollinate and reproduce. And so if, if Seal was to take this metaphor further, he might say, now that your rose is in bloom, I'm a coming buzzing round you uh, with my big proboscis. And uh, uh, when you see how buff my thorax is, uh, you, your nectar is, is going to start flowing and uh, I'm going to rub off some of that sweet, sweet pollen. Um Yes, and uh, flower metaphors are a pretty well-known code for uh, female genitals. And mm. it's where we get the word deflowering. To deflower is to take a woman's virginity. Yeah. And uh, I just saw an ad for a book on Amazon called uh, Blossom and Bloom, Tips for Talking to Your Tween-Age Daughter About Puberty. So, yeah, there we go. Well, yeah. yeah. Maybe, well... I'd- just occurred to me, but I don't know if this is better or worse. Maybe he's singing about his teenage daughter and how she's turning into a beautiful young woman. But that that could be better mm. or worse, couldn't it? Yeah. The more I get of you, the stranger. It's, yeah, that's. Ooh. Yeah, that that that's. Yeah, no, that's a bit too strange, isn't it? Okay, let's mm. let's change change tack. But you know, whenever we talk of uh, sex and flowers in bloom, it's important that we remember to send our thoughts and prayers to the people of North Queensland. Local politician and colourful identity Bob Catter went viral a while ago when he said, I mean, you know, people are entitled to their sexual proclivities. You know, I mean, let there be a thousand blossoms bloom as far as I'm concerned. But I ain't spending any time on it because in the meantime, every three months, a person is torn to pieces by a crocodile in North Queensland. <laughs> I remember that bit. Well said, Bob Catter, yes. So, um, yes. yeah, whenever you see a rose in bloom, remember at that very same moment someone in North Queensland is being torn apart by a crocodile. That's why I don't look at flowers anymore. It's, uh, it's, it's too upsetting. Yeah. Well, that would, I guess... Fit in with the misheard lyric about this being a kiss from a rose on a grave, with all those people being torn apart by crocodiles. Yes, yeah, you're lucky you've got enough left over to have a grave, yeah. You might need more than one. <laughs> well, that too, yes. And, uh, yeah, so now that your rose is in bloom... A light hits the gloom. A light hits the gloom. A light hits the gloom on the grey, so... Seal can now see the light again and be guided back to the land of love. But, uh, yeah, it does sound like he's uh, he's been grooming a child until she's reached puberty and is biologically in bloom. 
or maybe it's the uh, age of consent being represented by blooming um and anyway at least he's got mixed feelings about it because the more he gets uh the stranger it feels yeah it's, it's strange yes but not um not wrong not uh mm. immoral not unethical not well frankly illegal yeah just strange yeah yeah well perhaps this is the the early start to uh you know realizing how wrong it is maybe um starts with a starts with a strange feeling <laughs> yeah i've got a bad feeling about this <laughs> back to star wars again yes there is so much a man can tell me there is so much a man can tell you so much he can say so much he can say and that that's very true Yes. Thank goodness all of us men have podcasts now and we don't have to stop people in the street to tell you everything that we have to say. It's now all in podcast form where everyone can ignore it all in one convenient location. And well, let's progress. To be honest, most of the songs we've covered seem to involve somehow a man having something to say. Oh, yeah. Usually to a woman or is written it for a woman to sing. Mm-hmm. The ironic thing is in this song, Seal might have something to say, but he doesn't seem to have anything coherent to say. Yeah, well, it's very impressionist, perhaps. Yeah. Just being uh, being kind there. I guess it's one of those sets of lyrics that you should just sing them and not actually read them. True. And that's what, that's what he would uh, recommend too. <laughs> yes. And, and But uh, sadly, yeah, my head is now just uh, stuck in that troubling metaphor with the yeah rose in bloom because a, a grown man can certainly say a lot to a, a confused young girl who's uh, being groomed. Yeah, you know what's even more troubling is that later on in the song he's actually admitting to whatever this is because he's actually keeps saying I've been kissed by a rose on the grey. Yes. So he keeps confessing. <laughs> he keeps confessing. Yeah. You remain, you remain my power. My my power, my pleasure, my pain. Baby. Baby. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not comfortable with too many uh, uses of the word baby, too. Where, <laughs> did, where did that ever come from? The fact that grown men <laughs> call their partners baby. Well, I guess it, it happens the other way, too. Women call men baby. It does, yeah. Or shorten to bay these days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, it seems like now he's blaming the girl for all his feelings and choices, you know, for being yep. power, pleasure, pain. And to me, you're like a growing addiction that I can't deny. See, that, that sounds like someone who knows statutory rape is bad, but he's absolving himself because he's, he's just an addict. He's the real victim, you see. Yeah. Won't you tell me, is that healthy, yeah, but then he's asking her, is, is that healthy? Well, yeah. No, no. Yeah, is why, why are you asking a child to explain your choices <laughs> yes. and feelings? Yeah. 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 I've been kissed by a rose. Yeah, I've been kissed by a rose on the grey, keeps repeating. And, uh, mm. yeah, and now because of all of this, I'm thinking, okay, yes, uh, the petals are the lips. Uh, and, and now I'm thinking the rose thorns are maybe like the, the prickly braces she's wearing because she's a child. Oh, oh, yeah! Ow, ow! Oh, are you saying oh? That's dark. I'm, I'm going. I'm, it's, it's, it's me feeling the pain. Well, 
Did you have braces? I don't think you did. Do you? I can't remember if you had braces. No, I didn't have braces. No, I didn't. I had a um, like a retainer thing that you put in and take out. Oh, yeah. Lucky. Yeah. Uh, then we've got... Uh, and if I should fall, will it all go away? Um, and I'm still feeling the whole dark uh, metaphor thing. And uh, that could mean if I should get caught and arrested, will it all go away or will she visit me in prison? Oh, yeah. Or, or if he literally falls from his green tower. tower. Yeah. Well, when you get done for uh, child sex, uh, a lot of people might throw yeah. themselves off something. It's uh, Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, do you think it's possible that the lonely grey tower represents his penis? Ooh. <laughs> uh, well, you, you need something else to confirm that, I think. Um, what's the snow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just, just, just asking. Just putting it out there, as it were. <laughs> yes. Much like he was. <laughs> Yeah, so if only Seal hadn't brought Now That Your Rose Is In Bloom into this song. Yeah, I can only see it as child abuse after that. Uh, I don't know. Could it could it still be an adult woman and the, and the bloom that's happened is just that she was, she's got a nice new red dress that she looks pretty in and, and that's what's caught uh, Seal's eye? Well, maybe it's just that thing where... Uh... You know, a fairly plain-looking woman that nobody notices takes off her glasses and shakes her hair out, and suddenly ah, she's beautiful. Yeah, that's her coming into bloom. Yeah, yeah. Taking her librarian glasses off and shaking her hair out. Yeah. That's classic. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Or I was thinking, okay, if it is a young girl, perhaps she was also doing cocaine like he was, um, only she, yeah. she couldn't afford proper cocaine. She had to get the cheaper crack cocaine with her pocket money. And uh, that's really aged her in a short space of time. Um, and, and so this is all just a misunderstanding. And Seal thought she was 43. Um, <laughs> but uh, in, in any case, I'm, I make no inferences or accusations upon the good character of Seal. Uh, but uh, some, some metaphors are just dangerous, yeah. as, as is interpreting them. Look, look I'm, sure, I'm sure whatever this is, it's a work of fiction. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, not any sort of fantasy. No, 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 no. Um, but uh, yeah, this is the uh, explosive power of of poetry and lyrics. It's not for the faint-hearted. We are professionals, uh, so you know, don't try this at home. Yeah, we're we're not professional podcasters, though. Oh no! <laughs> oh good God, no! <laughs> We've only done twenty-five of these. How could we possibly be expected to do this properly? Um, I think I'm otherwise ready to go on to uh, other theories from the internet. Ah, yes. I found a few of those also. Well, mm. let's, let's trade some. Yes. I'll start then. Uh, someone called uh, Modesty writes, I think this is a song about a man who is in fact addicted to drugs. Wow. Yeah. So, so insightful. Yeah. And uh, he finally meets a true, honorable, angelic woman who's not like the other girls he's usually with. An angelic woman. Uh. So when it snows, his eyes become large, meaning a time of Christ being born. He now feels like he believes in God or a higher power. The woman gave herself to him, even though it was against her beliefs. 
He left her and the woman was very hurt and she then realized not to ever put man above God and, and knew for certain that she would not have relations with another man uh, before marriage. Wow. Oh. Wow, okay. Jesus, yeah. Whew. Yeah, yeah. bit religious there. Mm, I didn't find any religious ones. Uh, I did find this one. Mm. Mostly refers to the line about the more I get of you, the stranger it feels. And he says, somehow this has science. This is from a website called averral.com. Mm. Uh, it might be uh, forbidden love akin to taboo <laughs> love, like, nec like necrophilia oh. or incest. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Stranger it feels. Yeah, or ra racial differences in this context. I mean, necrophilia isn't a place that we went to, to be fair. Oh. So, yeah, sounds positively wholesome compared to. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Where we've been going. But uh, Aidan Jacob uh, says snow equals semen. Of course. And eyes become large is the facial expression he makes during the release of said semen, I think. <laughs> It's his sex face. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, yes, okay. <laughs> That's nice. Painting a vivid image there. It is, yeah. Bold strokes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I've, I've found another uh, sex-related one. You, you might want to actually edit this one out. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, this is a family show. Is, uh, well, okay. Well, I'm going to tell you anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's For some reason, they wanted to remain anonymous. This song is about oh. Very clear when you hear it. <laughs> God. The rose is Thing is him the and the effect on him. There you go. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. that's quite graphic. It is. Yeah, we might we can leave that one. <laughs> <laughs> Many folks are uh, saying a kiss from a rose is a well-known euphemism for injecting heroin with the syringe stinging like a thorn, along with the nice feeling being like the flower bit of the rose. I guess. Is it though? I've not tried it to to know really. Well, no, no. I'm, 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 is it a well-known euphemism? It's just, I, I think I read that one as well, and I thought, well, if it's a well-known euphemism, it should appear somewhere on the internet, and I could, I couldn't find it anywhere. Oh, you did a search for it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just saw a number of users say, oh, yeah, yeah kiss from a rose. That's definitely about heroin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're yeah. always saying that on the street. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't use the street internet. I just used the regular internet. <laughs> you didn't use Streetopedia. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. um, JTB2709 says that the rose coming into bloom symbolizes the feeling at the onset of the heroin high, oh. which is, um, which, yeah, I'd, I'd rather think that than, uh, than think his girlfriend has just reached puberty. Yeah. Well, thank goodness for the wholesome metaphor of heroin use. Yeah. 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 I did find one other quite specific theory that was more to do with young girls, actually. Uh -huh. But I, it seems like it reveals more about the person who wrote it, mm. someone called Hartcore11 on YouTube. Mm. Um, okay, so here we go. It's an infatuation for a very young neighbour girl, <laughs> so we, we've got into the girl thing, that spends only part of the year at a summer home All right. and a songwriter that lives near, possibly Seal himself, has an attraction towards her. Uh -huh. She is just a child. And the older man knows she is way out of bounds. Okay, yes, mm. we've covered that. Um, when the summer ends, she leaves and he won't see her again until next summer. Mm. As, the, mm, as the summers come and go, she becomes his addiction. Oh, so the, his winter is when he's basically a grain tower and it's, it's all the grey of winter. Yes. And you, she's not back till summer. 
yeah, so he doesn't seem to leave his tower. I don't know. He could go somewhere else. Uh, he needs her and he can't go without her to feed his desires and to watch her mature as time passes. Mm. When the girl turned possibly 13, the man thought she was in bloom. <clears throat> An age he thought her, her capable of filling his sexual desires and having knowledge of what happens between boys and girls. Mm. Yeah. Since he never could do or say anything because of her age and social troubles. He wrote a song about it. Yes. <laughs> She never knew about his feelings. He wrote them down in a song. Ah, okay. Yeah. It was a way to expel yes. his feelings without um, yes. crossing a line. It just seems just there's, there's a lot of very specific references here, such as the age of the girl and- um, It sounds a bit like he's, he's uh, writing his own fantasy there. It, it, yes. With too much detail. Yeah. He's uh, rejoicing in the detail a little much. Yeah. Mm. Ooh. Um, Voodoo Sock uh, is a user who says, "Bada da, bada da da," obviously refers to the time Seal's parents were clubbed to death, and uh, "Bada da ya 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 ya" uh, reflects uh, the good times he can remember as a young pup. So, uh, and he just goes on like that. Uh, he's uh, he's making a, a big joke about Seal being an actual Seal, um, as I've done too. So I, I can't really judge. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was like a thing. I don't think I've heard since like the late 80s people were really concerned about people clubbing seals, fur seals. Maybe it's all been stopped since then. Yeah. I don't think the seal fur trade is much oh, of a thing as it was. Yeah, because so. it's real yeah. fur. Yeah, that it's very hard to find a market for that anymore, isn't it? Yeah. It's hard to find seals that have fake fur. So, yeah. yeah. That's true. Um, yeah. Well, that's great. That's something, uh, you know, the wokeness of uh, the last 30 years has, uh, has, you know, achieved something there. Yeah. That's good. Damn woke people won't even let you hit a seal on the head with a club. Bloody nanny state. Yeah. Yes. Someone calling themselves shut up retards <laughs> says predictably, you're all retarded. <laughs> In fact, he says, y'all are all retarded. Y'all retarded. Uh, this song is about Batman, or else they wouldn't have put it on the Batman soundtrack. Good point. Very hard to fight that sort of logic. <laughs> yep. It's black and white there. Yep. And like me, uh, users Know It All, Mandarin Baby 99 and others say this song is about pedophilia, quoting the, uh, yes, Now That Your Rose Is In Bloom. But Lewis from Chicago says uh, the rose in bloom is a reference to to a, a lady completely opening her heart to him. So maybe, sure. Uh, whereas Micah T4 says now that your rose is in bloom uh, means the girl is having her period and then a light hits the gloom is his relief that he didn't get her pregnant. <laughs> so that's, yes, dark, but uh, that was going in the same direction uh, that I thought... Yeah. yeah. Um, but then yeah. user Sadie Revealed uh, thinks that the rose in bloom means she is pregnant and he's happy she's having his baby. Uh, that's the, uh, the light hits the gloom again. Yeah. So, you know, not exactly a consensus there. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't specify whether she's like 13 and he's 40 or not. Uh, not in some. Does in others. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Erica Bouchamp says uh, the song is about an older black man who lost his wife. I assume he is old and widowed because, 
you know, the Grain Tower alone on the sea. Um, yeah. And I think he found a young white girl that he loved. You became the light on the dark side of me. And uh, City 212 Girl agrees, saying it's about Heidi Klum because they are an interracial couple. Um, but I don't think he knew uh, Heidi Klum uh, back in 1987. I think it's interesting that people are obsessing over the interracial thing just purely based on the whole light. The dark and light. Is that, is that what it's based on? Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. He's greying and she's light. Yeah. And, back, and, and truly, back in 1987, he wasn't 60 then. He was He's only 60 now, so. No, true. He's yeah, yeah. like basically 30-something. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, uh, user TN uh, has one word theory about this song, vaginas. So <laughs> there you are. <laughs> you go. Any other theories, sir? Uh, no, I did find some other one-word theories, and most of them just said cocaine. Yes, yeah, there was a lot of that, and then a lot of people arguing that, oh, you guys thinking it's all about drugs are just so dumb. Why can't you get that it's a simile or a metaphor, and, you know, it's, yeah. it just means love. It's Ugh. actually about vaginas. Yeah, yeah then <laughs> other yeah. people just baiting the other people and back and forth Yeah, on a merry dance that is the internet comment forums. The drugs. Drugs? The drugs versus genitals debate carries on. Sure. We can go on to uh, misheard lyrics in this song, if you like. Yeah. As reported at kissthisguy.com and amiright.com. So, uh, yeah, Teresa One and many others like me thought it was Rose on a Grave. But uh, Teresa, yes. uh, Teresa thought that meant the song was about a man who is still in love with his dead wife. And uh, she writes... When my husband asked me to dance with him to this song, I told him no, because she didn't want to think of herself being dead. And uh, she further thought that the song was veering into spiritism, trying to keep Ooh. communicating with a dead girl. And that's against the scriptures, she writes. Right. Harsh lady. Yeah. yeah. It's got some strong beliefs there. Fair enough. Talking about the grave thing, I came across one person on Reddit who was actually quite outraged by the idea that it might be grey rather than grey. Yes, yeah. Did you find that one? I, saw, I didn't see that one, but a few like it uh, and the others. Yeah, so. yeah. It says, uh, there is no, no way that is correct. I, along with everyone I know, distinctly <laughs> remember it as grave. Yes. Well, uh, what the f*** is a kiss from a rose on the grey? What does that even mean? Yeah. There you go. My God, how are we supposed to deal with that sort of imagery? Must be yeah. about drugs. I'm a believer in other. Yep, I'm a believer in other Mandela effects. Definitely Berenstain. Is it Berenstain? So the real bears? thing is Berenstain. <laughs> yeah. So he's got definitely Berenstain bears, but I've never discovered a Mandela effect of my own, mm. especially not one this big. This is huge. Legit, <laughs> blowing my mind. A hundred percent sure I am from a different universe now. No question. I remember this so clearly. I feel like I am losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> raging so hard from this. I can't be the only one. Big new Mandela effect in 2019. God. Yeah. Someone's really got to unplug from the internet for a bit. It's ruined their childhood. Someone needs a time out, I think. Yes. Yes. Um, another disturbing one here. The line, love remained a drug that's the high and not the pill, is heard by a forgotten ranger. He heard it as, Love remained a drug gets me high enough to kill. Ooh. And he insists on a message board that that is the correct lyric. And I'm a bit concerned that 
he might be a, a disturbed person with PTSD who was maybe fighting in the first Iraq war when the song came out. Yes. Sometimes people bring a lot of their own experiences to these uh, yeah. types of things. As, as Seal would encourage. I guess. Yes, that's true. Up to a point, perhaps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to like, uh, he wouldn't like us to see some of the things we've seen so far. To me, you're like a growing addiction that I can't deny. Uh, this was heard by Anonymous as... To me, you're like I wrote a dictionary in a night. <laughs> to me, you're like I wrote a dictionary in a night. That's how, you, wow. that's how you know it's true love, if it motivates you to write an entire dictionary in a night. Or you've taken an awful lot of cocaine. <laughs> and you think, oh, where's that dictionary? Oh, never mind. I'll just write one. <laughs> <laughs> just like in that episode of uh, Blackadder. Yes. Although he wrote it out of fear and not love. Yes. The line was also heard as, to me, you're like a word a dictionary can't define, which sounds pretty good. No worse than anything else in the song. Another person thought it was, to me, you're like a grown-up dictionary I cannot buy. Uh, like maybe... Top shelf dictionary. Dictionary with rude words that's only sold to adults. <laughs> maybe maybe it's illustrated as well. The centerfold. Oh. Mm-hmm. The more I get of you, stranger it feels, yeah, was heard by Bob McTwelve as the more I get of you, strange odor fills the air. <laughs> so I don't know what's maybe what sort of sex they're having can explain that. Best not look too closely. I've been kissed by a rose on the grey, uh, heard by Anonymous as I've been kissed by a Roman again. Not again. Oi, bloody Romans. Being Brian's mother. Um, Baby, I compare you to a kiss from a rose on the grey was heard by one last person as, Baby, I compare you to a hiss from a cat I must slay. Which I don't think is real, but I, uh, it sounds cute. I, I quite like that. Yeah, I'm not getting that. <laughs> You're not getting that it's genuine. Yeah, no, I don't. I have to wade through so many of these misheard lyrics that are totally made up just to find anything that sounds like it could be a a true misheard lyric. It's like panning for gold. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all I've got. Anything else on Kiss from a Rose, Dave? I think I've covered it or we've covered it as much as we possibly can. Yes. There is so much men like us can tell you, so much we can say. And I, I I think we have achieved that. We have said it all. Yeah. Probably really for um, Seal's legal position, we probably said a little too much. Yeah, yeah. Once again, it's all in personal interpretations and, you know, we make no warrant uh, warranty as to anything said and no one should listen to this no. ever. So No, and we're making no comments on Seal's lifestyle whatsoever. That's his business. And he's a man of good character, and yep. uh, it's just sickos like us that uh, that see different things. Yes. It says more about us. People look into a mirror and see what they want to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Phew, I think. <laughs> Are we safe now? I think. Yeah. yeah. Any any issues? Uh, please write to Seal, care of the lonely grey tower by the sea. <laughs> yes. Which is at the tip of uh, Norway, probably. 
yes. where it snows. Well, thanks, everyone. See you next time. Uh, send us a speak pipe. And uh, yeah. Bye for now. Lyrics of the Lost. Lost.